0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Hidden Layers podcast, where we talk about all the exciting ways marketing, data, and deep learning are colliding. Today, Haley Raymond is joining us from HelloFresh. She's Associate Director of Brand and Creative and came to HelloFresh from Havas, where she was a digital strategist. Welcome to Hidden Layers, Haley. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at HelloFresh.
2: Yeah, so you mentioned I'm the associate director of brand and creative at HelloFresh. I work across our four brand portfolio, which is HelloFresh, Green Chef, Every Plate, and Factor. Three of those are meal kit brands, and Factor is a ready to eat meal brand. And in my role, I oversee a number of teams within the brand marketing part of the company. HelloFresh is interesting because we manage all brand stuff in-house. So that's inclusive of brand strategy and creative development. We have multiple photo and video studios. So it's a pretty large production on the brand side of things. So that's primarily what I do.
1: So you have all of your own studios. That's interesting. And, And what that means that all the videos of how to prep the kits and everything, you produce them all yourself. You're developing, I guess, tons of content for the website. How exactly does... The experience work with, let's say, HelloFresh. I sign up, I get my meal kits. What's next for me?
2: Yeah. As a customer, what we're providing to you is really everything you need to make a delicious meal at home, short of actually cooking it for you, because we find that people do really enjoy cooking and it's it's an empowering and sort of educational process when they don't have to deal with all the annoying stuff. So we're sending you. High quality ingredients, the recipe cards, which are a really big part of what we're providing to people. The recipe card has a beautiful photo to get you excited about the meal. It has step by step instructions and also photos. And then it has tips to help you, you know, sort of up your cooking game in the future. So, yeah, you're right that all of that content is done in house. That's a big part of the reason why we've really invested in. Photo and video studios is that the product is really hands on and we have to sort of walk people through the process of cooking. For HelloFresh alone, we have 25 plus recipes to choose from every week. So each recipe, we're shooting every step, we're making video content to support that and building this sort of digital and offline ecosystem of content.
1: Tell our uh, listeners a little bit about how the HelloFresh experience works? Do you, you have 25 recipes a week you get to choose from? Is it chosen for you? How does, how does it work?
2: When you sign up for HelloFresh, we ask you some questions about what you like to eat. So you can say, I'm cooking for my family. So I want kid friendly recipes, or I'm watching my carbs. So I'd like carb smart recipes. And so from there, we help sort of curate this menu that is 25 recipes to choose from per week, primarily focused on dinner. You decide how many portions of each recipe you want and then how many times a week you want to be cooking with us. A lot of people may choose three to four times per week. And then on top of that, once you select your dinner recipes, we have all of these additional products that you can add on to your Cart. So if you want breakfast, if you want lunches, snacks, desserts, we have a lot of that for you as well, just making it easier for you to sort of plan your week of meals. So you're not having to run to the grocery store three different times because you forgot something or go out to eat last minute when you didn't really want to because your kids are hungry and you can't think of something to pull together. So that's really the online part of it. And then the box arrives at your door. It has these high quality ingredients and really approachable recipe cards um, and really takes you through the full process. So you don't have to be doing a lot of that thinking ahead of time.
1: So the meal kit industry has exploded over the years and HelloFresh has been a big part of that explosion and growth. Tell me a little bit about, as a director of brand, Where does HelloFresh fit into that market? What does its brand stand out and stand for?
2: Yeah, the meal kit space definitely has grown over time. And the food space is obviously really competitive, and there's a lot of sort of different ways of going about it. There are grocery delivery services, there's this explosion in takeout options, and then you have a number of meal kit brands. So, At HelloFresh, I think we have really doubled down on what we know about our customers and focusing on providing exactly that to them, only what they're asking for, and not focusing so much on these extra bells and whistles and making it, for example, a really fancy experience when our customers are telling us, hey, occasionally I want to cook a really fancy meal and impress my significant other, but most of the time I'm cooking during the week. I don't want to spend two hours in the kitchen. I don't want to make something that's really complex that then my kids aren't going to eat. So I think in a lot of ways, the HelloFresh brand stands for approachability. Whether you're in a big city and have a number of options, or if you're in a more rural environment and your biggest concern is that the grocery store is far away and you get there and the ingredients don't look that good. We are totally... Able to provide an approachable cooking experience for both of those people where you're wowed by the final result, but there are no like fancy cooking terms that you need to know. You really need to know nothing about cooking
1: when you start HelloFresh. So you've hinted a little bit about the different types of people that might be using HelloFresh, from from people far away from supermarkets to families with kids. What do you see as the main consumer of the HelloFresh meal kits? Or or if you want to talk about the other brands, to how they're different, I'm interested to hear about, is it all working families that don't have time? Is it single people who don't want to buy too much food and, and this is great because they only buy for one? What does the consumer look like?
2: I definitely think the consumer of meal kits has evolved over time. And even in the past year with COVID, that really shook up the food space in that a lot of people didn't feel comfortable going to the grocery store or just altered their cooking and eating habits. So you see a lot of new kinds of people trying meal kits who may not have before. But generally, what we see across a lot of our brands... Maybe with the exception of Factor, which is a single serving ready to eat type meal, is that people really get a lot of value out of meal kits when they are cooking often not just for themselves, but for other people as well, because that's really where the pressure comes in. If you're just cooking for yourself, often you're fine with occasionally eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner or Making eggs. But if you are consistently cooking for a significant other or your family or a roommate or somebody else in your household, then you start to think about, wow, I keep cooking the same five things or I'm just burned out. I I can't think of anything to cook. Or you have a picky eater in your household and it's just sort of this added weight on you to figure out week after week what you're cooking for dinner or for lunch or whatever the big meal is. So I think that's sort of the strongest use case we see for meal kits. But beyond that, there's really a huge range of people who use it. And the nice thing about having this portfolio of brands is that, for example, Green Chef is really focused on organic ingredients, specialty lifestyles. So if you eat keto, if you eat paleo, vegan, then those are the people who are attracted to Green Chef if you want sort of a more mainstream experience maybe don't want to pay or want to pay a little bit less then we have every plate which is like very focused on value and bang for your buck and really familiar flavors for not that much money
1: so let's revisit the pb and j for dinner comments <laughs> is that is that a, a norm for you is that is that something that you've gotten uh, feedback from customers or or how does that work
2: I am not above eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich (laughs) for the occasional dinner. Yeah, my (laughs) husband is gone. So we definitely have gotten feedback from customers that they felt just a little lost pre-HelloFresh, where sometimes they would hit it out of the park and find a recipe on Pinterest that really worked for them. But sometimes they wouldn't and they would either spend just way too long in the grocery store or be really frustrated because they wanted to cook a recipe, but it asked them to buy five spices that they knew they were never going to use again. So I think HelloFresh really focuses on not making things too complicated and just giving you what you need so you're not going to waste food. Because people really hate wasting food. I hate wasting food. The idea of buying a huge bunch of cilantro when I need like a quarter exactly. cup of it is really annoying.
1: Exactly. There's so much waste these days based on the regular shopping experience for anything but a large family. So it's, it's one of the big selling points for me for meal kits is just enough for what you need. It's great. So let's talk about this last year. All right, the pandemic has affected everything. every way we consume food, every way we make food, whether we're cooking more, like you said, we're we're not going to the supermarket. We're ordering online and they're bringing the bags out for us, or we're doing meal kits. And hello, fresh, based on what you guys announced about the first quarter of this year, continues to explode. I believe I read that there are a million more subscribers in just Q1 than in Q4 2020. And not to mention the other markets in Europe and and around the world that that you're active in. So as a brand marketer, how do you deal with that kind of growth? Do you double down and accelerate everything? It seems though that you actually need more food to deliver on this demand. How have you handled marketing in this explosive environment?
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely has been an interesting ride. I think as a company we are just really honored that we were able to play a role in a lot of people's lives during the pandemic and continue to do so in getting food to people when they need it. That's something we take very seriously and I think before covid meal kits sometimes were seen as kind of a niche product. It's like, oh, that's fun, I'll try it out, but you see sort of when the typical food structure is disrupted, it played a really important role for people in just like getting them fed. So we continue to take that responsibility very seriously. And in doing so, make sure that we're consistently delivering a really high quality product. When it comes to overall growth in the US, I mean, one way we've tackled that is scaling up the production side of things. So making sure we have distribution centers across the country and we're able to provide food to all of the people who want to join our service. And then, I mean, from a marketing perspective, I think it really hasn't changed the trajectory or or sort of the direction we were heading. If anything, it has sort of sped up the product pipeline because We have so many new people coming in the door. We want these people to stick around. We want to really drive retention as we're welcoming all of these new customers. So that means making sure that we have a really compelling pipeline of new products, new features. If we see that people are really interested in, like health and wellness options because they've just spent the year at home and weren't able to exercise, then yeah, let's make sure we have tons of vegetarian options, tons of vegan options, tons of carb smart options. So I think like it seems to be the case with a lot of companies that unless you totally had to pivot your product, it's more just about maybe speeding things up so that you're working more quickly than you might have if none of this had happened.
1: So you talked a little bit about the differences in customer preference and what people are looking for. There's millions and millions of these customers already in the United States. They're giving you feedback on a regular basis, every day even. How is the company mining that data? How are you using that for insight?
2: We do so in a variety of ways. We try to be getting that information from customers and really pouring through it as much as we possibly can. So once someone becomes a customer, they're receiving weekly surveys from us that rate the recipes they've received, the the overall product experience, giving us overarching feedback. And then we aggregate that into scores for all of our recipes. We also track net promoter score. So how people are feeling about the brand and the company overall. And that really... Drives the product pipeline and the weekly menu. So I think sometimes people wonder, are these recipes created in a vacuum? Absolutely not. Like what you see on the menu is there because that's what we've heard from customers that they want. And we really like build sort of the functionality and the structure of the menu around that. And then on the marketing side of things, we do a ton of social listening. So we use a number of social listening tools, and that helps us track sentiment and trends, both from customers, but also from prospects and and prospective customers. And then I think the third area is really investing a lot in UX and UI learnings. Because HelloFresh is both a product and an experience, and it's digital and offline, we have this long customer journey where people are considering us and then sign up and stay with us for a number of weeks, hopefully for many weeks. And so we want to sort of be tracking their journey throughout that whole process, which we know is often not linear. So the more we can understand, okay, did this person click through from a paid social ad or from a freebie that one of their friends sent to them, where did they go on the website? Were their first actions as a new customer? After six months with us, what are their actions as a, a long-time customer? So it's sort of it comes down to both quantitative and qualitative research, making sure that we're actively listening to customers and asking them questions, and then also quantifying
1: a lot of that data as we can. So, obviously, getting people to stay for the long term is important. How are you analyzing your brand loyalty data and trying to get people to stay forever?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the customer surveys are definitely a big part of that because that is sort of the best opportunity to hear from people who are actively using the product before we've lost them. Because, obviously, we also pay a lot of attention to exit surveys if someone is unhappy with the product or decides to leave for whatever reason. You bet that we're looking at the reasons for that and sort of leaning insights and changing the product. But it's nicer when you can get people when they've just eaten their third meal of the week and we sort of solicit immediate feedback from them. So honestly, that really drives a lot of how we get people to stay. But on the other side, It also really comes down to having a compelling brand and making sure that people feel connected to HelloFresh as a brand. I think because we're in the food space and it's a subscription model, you have the opportunity to build a relationship with these people more so than maybe a one-off product. So we want to make sure that at basically every touch point, our branding and our brand voice is coming through very clearly. Whether you're talking to customer service and making sure we have really excellent cus- customer service, whether it's the funny and informational things that we've written on the physical box that arrives at your doorstep, whether it's the way we structure and write the recipe cards, everything has this tone of voice that is very approachable and kind of lighthearted. And then The last thing we do is definitely encourage customers to join these Facebook groups specifically for active customers, not just our Facebook page, but these groups where they can be talking to each other and asking each other questions. Hey, what's your favorite recipe? What's your favorite skill that you've learned since joining HelloFresh? So it's really nice to see that these are questions that we would love to ask customers, but they often end up asking each other as well because they're just as interested in the answers.
1: Can you talk a little bit more about that community building and how that fits into the to the success of the brand?
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems to play a very large part, at least in driving retention, because there are a bunch of reasons for trying a meal kit, or HelloFresh, or any sort of subscription-based product, but it's just a different ballgame to get someone to stick around long-term. And so I I don't think you can get someone to do that without making some kind of emotional connection with them. So they feel like they've moved from the traditional marketing stage of things where we're trying to get them to convert by pushing communication to them. Now that they're a customer, they move into the second phase where it's much more of a two-way street. They join this community because we've, Requested that they join. They get to talk to other customers. They hear from us directly. These are communities where we're able to run ideas by them or ask what they think we should do with a new product or, you know, sort of ways of soliciting information from people, which I think they really respect. They feel like, okay, this is a brand that's listening to me. And so as long as the product continues to be delicious, then I'll stick around as compared to jumping to a competitor.
1: So let's talk a little bit about one of the things you mentioned, social listening. Those tools are pretty new in the industry in that they're using deep learning. They're using natural language processing to, to scrape the Twitterverse and all the other ways that people can talk about your brand. What's your experience been with them? Maybe over the last couple of years, have you seen them improve? Are you Do you like one platform over the, over the other? I would love to dig a little bit deeper on the social listening stuff because it does use a lot of new advanced technology to do that.
2: Yeah, I think we found that all of the social listening platforms seem to slowly be improving in terms of accuracy and being able to aggregate the data in more helpful ways. I think previously you would get a lot of false positives and false negatives where there was a lot of like neutral commentary that was added into your overall sentiment that wasn't really helpful. So someone might have been reposting an article or or some piece of media and that was interpreted as being a positive or negative comment when it really wasn't either. So in general, I think you've definitely seen platforms be able to filter some of that stuff out Better. But at the end of the day, we still feel like you need a person monitoring the tools. We have not gotten to the place where someone without any background in social can just be logging in and seeing an instant dashboard. It's still helpful to have, you know, we have a social media team who use the tools to get the information they need, both looking for sort of general trends, but also keeping an eye on anything that may pop up very quickly that we need to deal with as a company, whether someone had a bad experience or someone had a great experience and we want to reach out to them and say, we're so happy to hear that. So I think social listening tools are good when you have someone qualified managing them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so do you feel like these tools allow you to react faster to both sort of the negative side of things of like, Oh man, this, We sent out a recipe. It was just terrible. Or everyone is loving us right now. How do we take advantage of that? Is that really where you're seeing some nice advantages to these tools?
2: Yeah, I would say so. It's mainly about aggregating the comments and starting to sort them a little bit. You know, at a certain point, we just get a ton of chatter on social media, both people who are reaching out and need help from, for example, customer service, and then just general chatter around the brand. So even just being able to filter those into two buckets and engaging the right people to deal with the more customer service-related stuff, and then having the brand team be able to respond to brand-focused comments in, a, in an interesting and branded way, that's really been one of the main benefits of using the tools.
1: So our time is winding down here. And one of the things I was reading before we jumped on was that you just announced a massive new food prep and distribution center in Phoenix. So obviously you're looking forward to continued growth this year. What's next besides that growth for HelloFresh and as a holding company and, and with its brands?
2: Yeah, very excited about the new distribution center there. And we're looking ahead to hopefully more growth. But on the sort of consumer side of things and and product-wise, we are in this transition where HelloFresh used to be a meal kit brand and a meal kit company. And we're really endeavoring to move beyond that. We are no longer just a meal kit company our aim is to be a one-stop shop for all of your weekly food needs. So that's what you're going to see more and more of from us for HelloFresh, the brand specifically. We've launched HelloFresh Market in a lot of the country, which means that you can now get breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts, pantry items. All of that is is part of our offering, and I will say that's just the beginning. Much more to come in that area, but. No longer just meal kits, no longer just dinner. It's food for for every time you want to eat.
1: Well, that does it for this edition of Hidden Layers. My guest has been Haley Raymond, Associate Director of Brand and Creative for HelloFresh. I'm your host, Jeremy Fain. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.